G'day, g'day, g'day. This is Rita, Joanne, and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast. This is all about how to turn a passion into a profession. And today's episode is how to put on your own workshop. Why would you want to put on your own workshop, for goodness sake? Well, when I first got started into turning my passion into a profession, I took the route of wanting to work for myself. And I did everything. Like I'm talking, I did everything. Yes, I said everything. S-I-N-G. <laughs> I had business cards, I had flyers, I even did mailbox drops. I had a website, I had, uh, I went to networking events. Man, I did, I did everything that you're supposed to tick the boxes and say, yep, you have your own business now. Yet I didn't have my own business because I was making zero dollars, like there was nothing coming in. And then what I decided to do was do something so risky, so vulnerable, I put my name down. I applied to be a speaker, a free to speak for free, at an event uh, called the Mind, Body, and Soul Festival in Melbourne, and I live in Canberra. Because I thought that, look, if I completely flop, then I hopefully nobody will know me in the audience because it's a completely different city. And what I realised is I had gone for six months running a so-called business without any revenue, so it was really just a business on on paper. And then when I went to do this talk at this Mind, Body and Soul Festival, I spoke for, I think, I believe it was about 45 minutes and I recruited two clients from that. And I was literally walking down the street back to my hotel room and I was like jumping up and down doing a happy dance. Like I was so over the moon for six months. Can you imagine? I wasn't getting anything. I had an email list, you know, I was emailing, I was getting nothing and then I go do a talk and within 45 minutes, I get two clients. Compare that with six months, right? So I was over the moon. Now I was hooked. Now I knew speaking was the key to test my material. Because prior to that speaking engagement, I thought if I don't get client today, I'll know either my idea doesn't work or I'm just not fit for business. Maybe I'm not fit to do my own thing. And thank God for that moment because those two clients <laughs> gave me the knowledge that I knew what I was doing worked. And the reason why that worked was because I put myself in a vulnerable position. I did what was scary. I was sweating the whole time I was talking. Like I was wearing a top that, thank God, you couldn't see the sweat marks underneath my armpits. But trust me when I say I had to constantly flick my fringe off my face because I was just trying to pat down the sweats the sweat pearls on my forehead like it was just like crazy and so putting on a workshop allows you to do a few things it tests your idea it tests your expertise it tests if your idea is going to do well in the market before you go and produce it put like time and money into making it and it also gives you the confidence to just get your stuff together and to deliver it so I recommend putting on a workshop or a speaking engagement, excuse me, to be able to know and test your expertise. So if you have an idea about a product or a service, consider putting on a workshop to test the idea. And here's how I want you to do it. Here's how I've done it. Here's how I've taught people to do it. And in the next uh, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, I'm going to explain to you how to do it. Now, if you've got any other questions about this, please let me know. I'll answer the questions on the podcast. But depending on 
how much I can fit in because I don't want to make this an hour long. If you want to make if you want this to be an hour long podcast, let me know and I will make them longer and provide more detail. So the first thing to do is to write your talk. Actually, no, stop that. Erase it, stop it, stop all traffic. The first thing to do is pick a date of when you want your talk to be. Either apply to speak to somewhere for free like find where the people are that you want to be able to tell about your product or service who congregate at an event, at a summit, at a conference, wherever it is, and ask if you can be a free speaker. Email them and ask to be a free speaker. And then, oh, if you get paid, fantastic, you know, power to you. And then the second thing to do is once you pick a date, you will stick to that date no matter what. No matter what, you will stick to that date. It's very powerful that you do that, whether one person shows up or 1,000 people show up. You have to stick to that date. Now, if you want to put on your own workshop, because there's no way you want to apply to speaking, that's fine. Pick a date. And I would recommend to pick a date that's like six to seven weeks ahead, at least, minimally. So you have time for people to come and register. So you pick your date and then the second after you pick your date, <laughs> the second after you do that, the second thing that you want to do is now you want to be able to market it. You want to market your event if you're doing it yourself. If someone else is putting it on and all you're doing is turning up, well, then you don't need to do the marketing except if you wanted to let a few people know. But the deal is usually when you speak for free, they provide the audience, you provide the value of the talk. When you put your own event on, you're doing the talk and provide and generating the, the audience. So if you're putting it on yourself, your second step is to market it. Put it out onto eventbrite.com, eventbrite.com, put on the event, make sure people know. If you want to charge people, that's up to you. However much you want to charge people, um, put it on social media. If you have an email list, send it out to your email list, tell your friends, go to networking events. If you are part of a publication, part of a newsletter that you have access to, let people know. Whatever you can do to let people know that there's a workshop. So you've got a date. You're marketing it. Either you are or the place that you're speaking at is. And then once you do that, the third thing you're going to do is now you're going to look at what do you want your talk to be about? And the way that I want you to think about this is not what is how to be a, an executive assistant or and those topics are fine, but what's the end result that's possible from coming to your talk? What's the end result that's possible from coming to your talk? So when I did my first workshop at the Mind, Body and Soul Festival, I called it uh, how to find your dream job. So by the end of the talk, people would know how to find their dream job. That's the result that's possible from being at my talk, how to find your dream job. When I taught people how to gener um, craft signature talks that I'm teaching you to do now, I used to call it how to attract clients with one single talk. That's the result that you get from attending one of my talks, how to attract clients with one talk. So what I'm essentially doing is I'm basically telling you what you gain from being at my talk in the title. 
And that's what you want to keep in mind. That's how you know you're going to have a good title. And you want to use that title in when you're marketing your, your workshop. And you want to use that title when you ask to be a speaker somewhere. Because the title should have what the result will be for the audience. And if, if there's an event organiser, they want to know what's in it for the audience. If you, the audience member, attend someplace, you want to know what's in it for you. And the more concise you can be in the heading, the greater the potential of people saying, yeah, I want to be there. Okay? So that's the third thing you want to consider. The fourth thing you want to consider is that when you have this talk, you want to just now nut down the points that you want to cover. The points that you want to cover, which is your expertise, how to be an executive assistant, you need to be organized, you need to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not an executive assistant, I have no idea. If in HR, if you're teaching people about human resources, as an aspect, what are the things that you want to cover in your talk? If you're talking to people about any of your expertises, but it's to test the waters about what you do. And it also gives you a confidence boost and visibility. So my episode yesterday was about visibility. So you want to listen to that because these two episodes will tie in together. So you want to learn about, uh, pardon me, you want to learn about visibility. You want to talk about what is in the title, what's the end result, what's possible. And then you want to make three or four points that you want to cover. No more than three or four points. Because more than that, you're going to overwhelm your audience. So what is it that you want the three or four points that you really want your audience to take home with you, with them? And then after doing that, you want to pick, do I want to speak for, is this going to be a one hour workshop, a three hour workshop, a half a day workshop, 90 minute workshop, a full day workshop, a three day workshop, one week workshop. Like what's the length? And that length will determine how much of the points you can cover and to what depth you can go in each point. Does that make sense? So now that you know what you want to talk about and the points have to feed into the title, like you have to make sure that in your talk, you're feeding into the promise of what the title is saying that they're going to get from the talk. And so after you've done the points, how long is the duration of your workshop? And if you're applying to speak somewhere, they are also going to give you a time limit or they will tell you this is how long you have. Um, in other words, or they'll ask you, how long do you want to have? And usually it's about 45 minutes to 30 minutes to about 90 minutes that people usually give speakers, depending on where you're going. Then after that, you want to look for evidence. What is evidence that supports your points? Like you want to look for case studies. You want to look for testimonials. You want to look for uh, people in the world that that your, prove, your point can be proven. So in other words, if you say, and I'm making this up, HR people are very resilient people. And when you work in HR, you want to know that you're one of the people who have to take on other people's issues. And there's a study that was done that shows that people who work HR and blah, 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 blah. If your point is to prove that um, being a multitasker, and I'm making this up again, being a multitasker helps you as an executive assistant, 
So one of the key tasks, key thing, functions of being an executive assistant and one that's great at his or her job is you need to be a great multitasker. And if you take a look at my work, I, I help a CEO, I run his calendar, I run his, even his personal life. I have to buy a present for his wife. I have to look after, make him remind him of his kids' birthdays. And in addition to that, I'm also making sure that he's on time for a meeting, that he sent this particular email. And it's about, so you're giving yourself as an example of your day-to-day and -day, proving the point that executive assistants have to be great multitaskers. Can you see where I'm going? So by giving evidence, by giving testimonials, you're just endorsing the point, right? It's more, so when I spoke about uh, how to find your dream job in that talk, I used testimonials of people that I had worked with uh, for free who were able to find their dream job. And I gave examples of an individual who came into my workshop who was looking to find a life coach. She came into my, uh, my training and by the end of it, she knew that she needed to change jobs. She knew exactly what job she wanted to get. And she said to me that she doesn't even need to spend the thousands of dollars hiring a life coach because she's worked it out in the workshop. And so I shared that with them. That what I'm teaching you is not something fluff. It's something that's practical. And if you, if you, follow today, you could walk out here knowing how to get to your dream job. I shared it how teenagers had, uh, had come, graduated from year 12 and had no idea what they wanted to do. They came to my free workshop. Um, this is prior to the Mind, Body and Soul Festival. And they had worked out after, you know, like tossing and turning about what to do after finishing high school. They finally realized what they wanted to do. So by using that, you're just proving the point you're backing the point up so whatever points you have think what case study what evidence is there what study is there what experiment is there what testimonial do i have to back this point up because it gives depth to your presentation and proves the point and then lastly what you want to do is you want to ask yourself what do i want someone to do have or think by the end of my presentation because the whole point of you doing a presentation or sharing your knowledge is to have someone either agree with you either have someone to have a transformation either have someone create a new understanding a new insight into themselves or into their work or into what you're teaching so for example uh, I had an organization, a charity organization, who I trained and I said to them, instead of knocking on doors, asking people, can you donate to our cause? Can you donate to my cause? Because every charity does that. And it's hard for individuals to work out, well, who do I give to first? I actually said to them, why don't you start doing talks and talking about what you do? And I went through the points that they would talk about and then making them, giving them the opportunity by pretty much from what you've discussed, the points that you've done, the case studies that you have generated from the work that you've done with the charity, like the differences that you've made in people's lives. Then you can ask people and say, if you would like to donate. So they would want them to donate by looking at what the work that they had done. You might want people to think about, do people really want to do, have, an, have a career in executive, being an executive assistant? 
is being a project manager the right next step for someone. You want someone to think about that. You want somebody to buy your product. You want someone to buy your service. You want someone to follow you. You want someone to buy your book. You want someone to read your book. You, what do you want people to do at the end of the talk? And that's very important. That's what people all the time forget about. And that's the whole function, why you watch a video, why you listen to a podcast, why you go to any seminar, why you go to school, is because so you can learn something. So you can do, be or have in some different way, in some capacity. You listen to this podcast so that you can do, be or have in some capacity, you can do something with it. And that's the opportunity you're giving at the end of your talk. So let me go through all those things again. Number one, pick a date. Number two, do you want to speak with some, on someone else's conference, summit, event, or do you want to have your own? Number three, if you're having your own, you need to start marketing it, getting the word out. If you're speaking at someone else's event, they'll take care of the marketing. Number four, you need to pick out what's your talk, what's the title of your talk? What are people going to, what are people going to gain from coming to your talk? What's the end result? of being at your talk. Then the next thing you wanna do is you wanna pick points. What kind of points do you wanna cover that will feed into the promise of your title of your talk? How long will your talk be for? Is it one hour, 90 minutes, half an hour, 30 minutes? Half an hour, 30 minutes, it's the same thing. <laughs> Three days, one day, pick it. And then what evidence are you going to, be, are you going to have to back up every single point? And then lastly, what do you want people to do, think or have or be by the end of your talk? What's the next step for them? Do they need to think about something? Do you want them to donate? Do you want them to um, sign up for a cause? Do you want them to volunteer for something? Do you want them to think about something? Do, do you want them to, what is it that you want them to do? And that forms the, the body or the, I should say the, the outline of your talk and what you will be doing is filling in the details inside each one of those things that I've spoken about. So you now have a, work, a workshop or a talk at hand. And once again, it's about creating your visibility. It's about getting your expertise out there and testing your expertise to see if you wanna do this as a side gig, to see if there's a market for what you're talking about, to see if you want to be able to turn your passion into a profession, whatever that might be. And it's low cost. And no cost. The most cost would be for you to travel to the engagement that you're speaking at or to even hire a room space. Or you could even, my first ever workshop that I did for free, I actually, um, I, I, I joint ventured with someone and I said, if I can use your conference room, that will allow the seven, eight people that are coming to the conference room to walk past your, your company, know where your location is, what you're doing, and I'll even shout out um, and give you a commercial, 10 second commercial in my workshop. So for the exchange of that, he gave me his boardroom and I was able to have my workshop there for free. And so that's how I did it. And it's low cost, but it allows you to test your expertise, test the knowledge, your, your knowledge, test the market if you want to actually sell or create a service or a product or create a cause or a social enterprise or a volunteer organization or something that you're passionate about. It allows you to get the word out and it gives you visibility. So try that out and it allows you, most importantly, it's what I did to turn my passion into a profession. So I hope that helps, guys. If you've got any questions, as always, please let me know. Rita at unboxyourgift.com. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about 
How does one maintain motivation when you're no longer passionate about your job? Because there's one thing, being visible and putting on a workshop to test your expertise and to see if there's a test the waters. It's something else when you're like, I just don't have motivation for anything anymore. That's great for someone who has motivation and who wants to do something on their own. But what if you have motivation for nothing? What do you do in that respect? If that's where you're at, I'm going to be addressing that tomorrow so that if you've lost motivation and you're not passionate about anything in your, anymore or your job, that's going to be addressed because how the hell can you be visible when you don't want to be because you just don't like your job? We're going to focus on that tomorrow in tomorrow's episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I really appreciate you. If you've got any questions, once again, let me know. My advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift. Together, let's unbox it. God bless.